What's up, everybody, and welcome to this episode of Multi Goodness. I'm one of your hosts, Chris Tooten, sitting virtually across from the man who actually taught Aaron Rodgers how to sit in the back of a truck and drink <laughs> Miller Lite, which is weird that he had Bud Light in his hand. This is Kyle Banky. Kyle, how are you doing today? Man? I'm, I'm doing good, man. I saw that clip, too, and I just lo- I lost it. He's in the back of Batiari's truck driving around Lambo with a case I- of beer. And I love the fact that when it first came out, obviously, we, you know, it was just kind of, I just honestly thought I was like, eh, it's a lookalike. Obviously, it's not actually him. I didn't yeah. re- see Lambo sitting in the back and I didn't realize like the whole layout of, you know, the practice fields and everything being, I, I literally just thought it was a lookalike. I didn't actually realize it was him. But then yeah. obviously, now that he's come out and said, hey, yeah, that was me. Like, I was like, all right, yeah. well, it looks bad that you had Bud Light in the back of the truck, but whatever. We won't, yeah, <laughs> we won't look past that. So, yeah, for sure. Um, Hey, remember, you can stay up to date with all things multi-goodness on our website, multigoodness.com, or on Instagram at multigoodnesspodcast, or even on Facebook at multigoodness. And also, remember, we've got a little bit of merch on the site, and we love to hear from you. Mm-hmm. Um, we've been hearing, I feel like as the seasons roll on, we start hearing are hearing from listeners a little bit more, even, even in some of the off-season, so we obviously just returned from a break. And mm-hmm. so, it's we'd love to start hearing from you. Obviously, we've got some good great episodes planned we always talk about that but we actually do have some great episodes planned coming up so um as a reminder we've got an event coming up yeah we very near future in fact as at the time of this episode coming out it'll be next week kyle yeah so so um, if you listen to this when it comes out you better you better get your calendar open and clear everything on the 20th and i don't care where you live that that's not just for people who live in the state of georgia i expect you to come on down to social fox in norcross georgia um <laughs> and and on the 20th we're having a grand old event to release a beer that we did with them so yeah yeah um which like i said i can't remember how many specific i always forget from episode to episode which what uh details we've released about that but we are yeah. going to be obviously posting on some of the social channels which i mentioned before yep so make sure you, you're staying up to date with all those you'll get to hear about all that information um we're gonna like i said we got some cool events planned with that but just in general the whole beer release the whole brewing experience is fun to do with them so yeah that got that coming up yeah. but um yeah yeah so kyle yeah i yes, think it's sir. time to dig right into our favorite part of the entire episode which is where we get to start drinking some beer drinking beer so. yeah and uh we're we're doing a, a a stout episode today chris we have three stouts which, which not just any about. stouts, which because there's a reason why I like to make Wisconsin references on certain days that I yeah. do the intros. Yeah. So we are doing Wisconsin stouts. We are. We are. Yeah. I picked these up over uh, the holiday break uh, and muled them back home in the car. Um, picked up three, the government. Th- three different uh, stouts, um, all different uh, places. And I believe, hang on, I'm just thinking in my head really quick. We have three new breweries gracing the podcast today, Chris. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and which, which by the way, I forgot to remind listeners, I think we did this last time as well. We didn't reference in a single time, but, um, you can keep up to date with everything we're drinking because we now have the analytics around it. We've got those, we got those stats online. You can actually go search up all the different ones, but yeah, hundred percent. We've checked this one. These are three new breweries to us in yeah. the show yeah um and probably move wisconsin quickly into the second spot if it wasn't already on featured states on the, yeah on for, the sure. So, for sure for sure kind of cool uh, to uh, feature them we're gonna we're gonna kick off with one chris i i this is very very new to me um even with having a lot of wisconsin beers uh this is from pigeon river uh brewing company um it's called wet willy and it's an oatmeal stout. I had the pleasure of having a few of these when I was home, and I'm really excited for you to try this one. Yeah, super pumped about this one. Let's go and get into it. What's the, uh, real quick, because these are bottles, by the way. Yes. So I like when we do this, because I think, well, I guess we've got a bottle, or all 12 ounces today. But yeah. since, yep. we're into, since we're recording separate, it's probably good. Um, I'll be honest, it's 
love getting into some stouts. Let's pop it. Let's see what we're working with. Well, I tried to make it make it make a noise, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, hey, what's the ABV on this one? I think this. Is, so we typically, Six. depending on these episode, I know we normally start with our lowest. So that probably tells you, listeners, where we're going the rest of the show today. But yeah. Um, okay, so six on this one. Which six? You know, it's been a while since I've had an oatmeal stout. I think. Yeah. As opposed to a milk stout, which is the another kind of popular base. You know, if you talk about like variants on the the stout style, you got the you got the oatmeal stout, and then you got the the milk stout yeah you got these nitro stouts and all sorts of different things but um yeah this one mm, yeah also interestingly enough chris we are not having a milk stout on today's show actually no yes, we're we not are. actually no are we hey, we no, might well be. i yeah kind it might be i can't i know the one you're talking about and I, I you're right we need to we'll look at the can here in a second i promise we do our research before we do the shows but um it's technically it? not a milk stout so i think we're good okay. no milk stouts yeah. today I'm, I'm looking forward to that one. So, but hey, I'm looking forward to all of them. Yes. Um. So yeah. So this one is dark in the glass. It is. Expected. Um, it, it it lot of bubbles for me on the sides too, which I was which surprised. I'm gonna of. pause real quick. What are you? Uh, what are you rocking? What glass are you, are you rocking? Since we're on camera today, we can see each other. Yeah. I can tell you're not drinking out of a goblet. I am not. Um. I looked at it today. I was like, is it now? I'm gonna I'm gonna pull a different glass from the back. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I'm drinking out of a Stevens Point brewery glass. Uh, it, it, it'll make sense, and I'll and I'll talk a little bit more about it later in the show. Um, but it 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 is one of the solid retro logos that they used to have back in the day. Okay, uh, and I really enjoy it. So, yeah. what about what about it, you? So I'm rocking the variant glass today, which is you know one of the three um, goblet style glasses that I have. This one is I don't want to say it's one of my. I mean, of course, it's one of my favorites, but it's also, I think, the only one I had clean. So um, yeah. I, I had some KBS earlier in the week. I popped, nice. a, popped an old bottle of KB, KBS, see how it was going. I realized I was building a quick, big cellar of KBS, and I was like, I need to drink through some of this. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, no, I'm rocking the variant one. And so I, I love putting stouts and glasses, and especially some of the ones we're going to drink today. I think they're perfect for it. Yeah. Um, you get to kind of go through the entire cycle of what a stout should be. Mm-hmm. But uh, this one, it looks super luxurious in the glass. Um dark obviously really dark you could barely even see light through it i held it up to the light and it's 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 really dark you get a nice little chocolate reddish kind of tint towards the top but other than that yeah Mm -hmm. real real dark went in too quick on the aroma and got a little no a little uh foam on the nose nice just makes anytime i think of oatmeal stouts yeah anytime i think of oatmeal stouts i do definitely think of like a like the name implies, I mean, oat, oat's really not going to add so much of a flavor. I mean, it kind of does, but yeah. it's going to add just a, a texture thing to mm-hmm. a, lot of, a lot of these types of beers. I like it. You know, when we think of like lighter stouts, because a stout does not mean it's like 10% and above. That, that's not, that's a yeah. misconception. You know, like Guinness is obviously notorious for being a what, four and a half percent, I think, or it's something like that. It's, it's a low ABV stout. Yeah. But that's the thing is that Guinness is a very thin stout, whereas you start looking at like oatmeal stouts, these type where they really go into the you know luxuriousness from the oatmeal or from the milk stout, which we mentioned that's a style. Um, <laughs> lactose is probably where that lactose. comes from. But th- in this case, it's oatmeal. So Yeah. Um, what do you get on aroma, though? Well, you caught me right in the middle of a sip because, of course, I, I wanted did. to go in and dive right in. I did. It's a big glass, and I was like, too, um, God, it smells so good. Um, so the aroma, I feel like I'm not... I'm, I was expecting to get a little bit of roastiness. I'm not. Mm-hmm. I'm getting like a... God, it's hard to... Hold on. It almost reminds me of like a porter on the aroma a little bit. It doesn't yeah. smell as much like an oatmeal stout. Yeah, I I, I get a, I get like more of the coffee aroma than I do 
chocolate or that traditional kind of like rich uh like sweet kind of smell you get from a and from from an from a stout um mm-hmm. I, I get more of that coffee kind of roasted uh you know smell that you get when you walk into a coffee shop that kind of feel that's what that's what yeah. i get you make you make a good point it's it's almost like a cup of coffee smells like a cup of coffee However, cold brew doesn't smell as much like a cup of coffee because yeah. it's you know just the way that it's brewed. You're right. This one kind of um, the aroma kind of just reminds me of like you're right. There's almost like it's trying to be coffee in terms of like it's that type of essence, but it's not. It's almost like a cold brew yeah. is to a hot brew. So yeah, I agree. This one is it, it comes off a little bit roasty. It, does it have coffee in it? I was, it that's it what, does. Kind of what I was looking. Oh, okay. So that's okay. So I guess that probably is then. It almost comes off a little bit astringent astringency. On the aroma, I know that's weird because usually that's the flavor, but um, which is also common with a bunch of coffee um, yeah. stouts with coffee in them a lot of times. So it it kind of comes off just in the aroma a little bit thin, like it's going to be thinner than it actually looks in the glass currently. So hey, we've both gone ahead and dug in too. So yeah, we've yeah, taken we did. sips. I you caught me mid sip anyway, but um, I'm trying to not let that impact my aroma because I do think sure. that that's a, a a big point to it. And, and you know, now that I know what it tastes like, I don't want that to let affect it, but. <laughs> What uh yeah, give me your first thoughts on this one because like yeah. I said, I know you. Have you you said you had not had this? Before, no, I had I had popped a few of these um when I was home. Like I recently a, when you got them, okay. Yeah, got uh, I bought a six pack and I I think I drank four of them and then brought two back. Uh, one for you, one for me. Um, but yeah, I I I definitely get almost that kind of like acidic coffee flavor with a nice like chocolatey kind of backbone. Um, mm-hmm. it, it, but it, but it's, it, it's not as thick as I was expecting, um, no, it's, in, yeah, in the mouthfeel. It's, it's very, it's very, uh, like medium bodied. It's not super thick. It's not super thin. Um, but I would still say it's a little bit thicker than a porter. Yeah, that's a good point. It's, you're right. That, that, uh, that astringency comes through very, very prompt predominantly on the, the mouthfeel, I'd say, and the flavor a little bit. Like you definitely get, um, like this is a t- you're right. I expect it to be a little bit thicker. Yeah, the astringency comes through, but yes, it is definitely still more viscous than a porter would be. Which I also had a little bit left in my bottle that I need yeah. to pour the rest. Um, but what I do like is obviously as I'm drinking, it's kind of cool. Every time I drink the uh, the the foam, really coats the outside of the glass. Which yeah, kind of keeps recreating itself every time I take a sip. So that's that's really cool to see. Yeah, um, Chris, why don't we talk about the bottle a little bit? Come back to flavor, let it warm up just a touch. No, good point. Yeah, yeah. So actually, I'm glad you said that because yeah, we do. We should let them warm up a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So my lighting's not very good today. But what color is this? <laughs> is this purple or brown? Uh, it's it's actually a gray. Um, well, well, I'm yeah, blind way off. Okay. Uh, a, a dark gray. It's it's a a half label. It's typically you see a little bit larger of a label than this on a bottle. Um, but it, but it's very interesting cause I really, uh, I like their logo. It's kind of like a shield and then it has like a half pigeon on one side. Um, and the other side's kind of free space, uh, white space. Um, and then it just says pigeon river, uh, brewing company at the top and then wet mm-hmm. Willie in a nice, like blocky, uh, like almost Babus new, uh, new font, um, which I, is one of my favorite fonts to use. Yep. Very sans serif. Yeah. Um, and then oatmeal stout underneath it. Nice little description. Um, yeah. Not not really much going on on this. Which you make a good point with like the font and everything and just the way they, they put the, kind of the description of the beer under it, which you don't normally see that. Like 
front and center. I will say this, this, this label, it's hard. It's, you wouldn't almost know like where the front of the actual, hold on, I'm holding it yeah. up. You can't see it in the thing. You wouldn't actually know where the front of the beer is almost. Yep. I mean, it's short. Like it's literally, it takes up half the bottle in circumference, obviously, but like, because of the name of the beer is immediately followed by the style, which is normal. But then right under it is the description, like a full on paragraph about the beer. Yeah. You don't normally see that, but with that font, it almost looks like a, a newspaper yeah. an editorial. Like it, 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 it's interesting. It's, I, I sometimes really like labels like this and I, I said that like I don't like this one. I'm just I'm still like making up my final decision on sure. how I feel about the label. But yeah, this I like that it's all kind of right there for you. It's very like straight to the point. Business kind of tells you about it. The label I was about to say, man, do, are we sure that's a pigeon? But yeah, I think we sure yeah. were. Yeah, hence the name. I think we're sure. But <laughs> one of the things I really like they do is the way they split the the label or they split the um, logo in half there on yeah. the two sides of the bottle, but yeah. reverse split. Yeah. Um, um, whereas the left side of the label, the left side of the logo is cut in half and placed on the right side of the, the very edge of the right side of the label. And then if you flip it to the other side, the very right side of the logo is split into the uh, left side of the label. So it's really cool. Yeah. Before. Yeah. It's almost like the half label is, is supposed to make it seem like it goes all the way around, um, mm -hmm. which, yeah. which is cool with its design. Um, it's you don't really see a lot of those. Uh, one thing missing as well, Chris, which just a just a nice point out here. No turtleneck on this guy, just the just the oh, half label uh, on the body. No no necker. So yeah, and and this beer is you know the more I'm like looking at it, it's just it's the very like it's not meant to be overly like you, you see a lot of these new craft beers coming out and stouts included. Obviously, mm -hmm. you know they they make a big deal about trying to like characterize every single flavor profile that's in that beer somehow like and just put it on the label yeah this one is very simplistic in the fact that there's an umbrella the top of an umbrella in this operating hand corner which i'm not 100 percent sure about what that's for other than the wet aspect yeah but left in the background the name do we know the background the name i i don't um and there's not much uh information on their website as far as like the story of their beer names or anything like that so well, maybe Pigeon River will let us know. Yeah, that would be great. Yeah, now, do you remember? So you got a six-pack of this one? I did, yeah. Um, eight ninety nine, Really okay. solid yep. price point. Um, but remember, also, Wisconsin's beer prices are relatively low compared to Georgia. So That's true. Um, we need to start doing this based on Wisconsin um, adjustment for inflation. Yeah. So yeah. here it'd probably be like, what, nine ninety nine. Yeah, it's still on the lower end of uh, of the six-pack. Yeah. Uh, which which I I enjoy. Um, another reason why yeah. I picked it up in the first place. When I go to town, I typically uh, go back home. I, I go to the store and I I literally pick up five or six six packs like on the first time I go. So yeah. I have you know some stuff to drink and Smart. and I buy I buy a bunch of different stuff. And this caught my eye. I was like, oh that's new and oh it's only eight ninety nine. I'll pick it up. You know why not? Yeah. So what do we know? Yeah. What do we know about Pigeon River as a brewery? Because obviously you said they were based out of Pigeon River, right? Uh, no, nope. they are out Marion. of Marion, um, which is kind of uh, kind of up by Green Bay, but more in the center of the state. So, okay. um, yeah, a little bit more north of uh, Stevens Point, where I went to school, uh, like north, northwest, northeast, actually. Got it. Northeast. Yeah. So are they a newer brewery? I mean, yeah. like I said, I. Like I said, I guess we can probably should have done our research a little bit, but what do you know? Yeah, um, they are a newer brewery. Uh, I have not seen them um, in distribution uh, in in the state at all until I went home. Um, but I'm just cl quick glancing through some of their uh, about them quick to see if they have kind of a start date. Um, it looks like they, uh, let's see here. 
this beer, for what it's worth, it has fifteen hundred check-ins on Untapped. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, they started in twenty sixteen. Like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So that makes about sense. I was gonna say I don't know exactly what the <laughs> check-in to you know beer check-in to um, size ratio is normally, but obviously with beers like Sierra Nevada, they have over a million check-ins on a lot of their beer. You know. So yeah. So. And actually, it may be earlier than that. That's just when they listed their their current location. Is they've been there since twenty sixteen. Um, nice. Yeah, so maybe a little bit earlier than that. They don't put it on the bottle, but obviously it they looks like they do have a social presence on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Mm-hmm. So it looks like you can definitely follow them if you're in the Wisconsin area or, hey, or traveling through the Green Bay area or close yeah. by, you might be able to check them out. So, yeah, that's, um, so, I mean, the beer itself, I know we said we'd, we'd circle kind of back to the flavor and, and yeah. let it, now that it's had a chance to warm up. Something I did actually notice earlier that they talk a lot about in the description is the chocolate aspect to yeah. it. I almost get that because of the coffee, I almost feel like it's like a dark chocolate yeah. character yeah to it but i definitely picked up on that chocolate at first yeah um and you know what also nothing i think it is a, a little bit of the hop presence is coming through which i also think adds a little bit of a bitterness too that we're maybe weren't thinking of yeah and uh it, it is a 32 ibu beer as well so it, it does have oh it's 32 yeah it does have a little bit okay. more hop presence i feel like than a lot of other stouts yeah um, that actually yeah there's something about it that you're right there's a little bit of like a, and i thought it was just the astringency or the kind of the the coffee roastiness from it but it's something about it's almost seems a little bit overly acidic in a yep. way um which again it's it's very common for beer to become that way especially with age do we know I, we don't it's something we haven't talked about a lot recently but like do we know the age on these i'm assuming it's I don't, uh, it doesn't look like they have a, a date on here. Yeah, bottles are hard sometimes. Yeah. They may bottles also, they may also have put it on the six pack and I'd obviously ditch that. So. Oh, dare you. Yeah. Yeah. That's something I, I, I have not been enjoying recently with, with formats of beer. Cause I love the movement to, um, cardboard boxes to a certain extent. Yep. Um, personally, you know, selfishly, I also love the, the, the new recyclable six pack holders yeah. because. Hey, most or not most, but a lot of breweries, especially if you're around town here, we can take those and how high this that goes, you get a free beer for. Yeah. Um. So I've been collecting quite a bit of those, but obviously we're seeing a switch back to kind of the cardboard, um, packaging of six packs at yep. least of cans. You don't see it with bottles, obviously, but, um, what I am noticing is that it's hard to tell the Best Buy date because a lot of times the Best Buy date is printed on the can. Yep. And so when you go to the store, you have no way of knowing you know how how old that beer is you know and, and for with ipas it really does matter and so, it does i mean nothing is worse than getting home and realizing opening the box and realizing well you know these ipas are from six months ago like yeah nothing, nothing against the brewery yeah a lot of times it's just the, it's literally just the retailer honestly or the yeah thanks a lot total wine so. yeah <laughs> thanks a lot total wine you're right you know it's it's we don't try and throw throw many places under the bus and hey not that total wine really needs our backing on this anyway but exactly yeah it's like it's it's unfortunately you're right you get either get your prices down or something but yeah it's like that's you you need to there's a happy medium between trying to make sure that that those dates are good so yep. but yeah this one you know it, i i imagine it's pretty fresh then like i said yeah i feel like especially with a brewery like this that isn't probably making the capacity to they're not over capacitizing to a certain extent where they're just making so much beer that for sure they hope they sell it <clears throat> tropicalia um <clears throat> and so yeah. Well, the other the other thing but... too, uh, the other thing too, Chris, is that you got to remember this comes from Wisconsin, where people drink their beer when it, you know, it, it, it probably doesn't even sit long in the store. Uh, people are buying it and drinking it. So, so and 
the thing about Wisconsin, I never thought about until the winter season rolls around. You have a built-in freezer outside yeah. that snows a bunch. Yeah. Especially, I imagine, up near Green Bay, a bunch of the... You can just... See, here, I have to, like... I can't buy and stock up on a lot of beer a lot of times because it obviously make my wife unhappy and, you know, I'd have so much sitting in the fridge and yeah. or it fills my closet or whatever. But up in Wisconsin, you can just put it all out, out back on the patio. Yeah. Or put it out in the snow. Yeah. Uh, it, it just was for my parents uh, a couple weeks prior to when this releases, it, it's going to be like negative 30. I mean, that's perfect time Ooh. to just throw your beer outside. I saw and that. You're good to go. Yeah. I yeah. saw that they were kind of getting that icy icy blast yep. up there. Yep. Um, so, hey, so two questions. We'll, we'll modify this a little sure. bit then. Normally, we'd say six-pack test. Instead of saying six-pack test, sure. because these are Wisconsin beers, Yeah. let's go with the snow test. Would you do a snow float with this beer? Yeah, I definitely would. Um, I think it, I think this is probably. Uh, I would I would try it. Uh, I would think that it might get a little bit watered down. Um, for the stout category, uh, to yeah. kind of keep it in that area, um, just with it being a little bit thinner on the on the mouthfeel yeah. side. Um, but yeah, I definitely would would snow float it up. I'd pick up a six pack of this for sure. I I don't know if I would do the snow float. I feel like it'd be you're right. It'd be it'd be a waste. It'd be wasting the beer to be honest. With for you, sure. I feel like you're right. It would start getting a little bit too watered down. So yeah, this one probably doesn't pass the snow. Snow, uh, snow, what did I, what did snow I float, on? snow float, it's probably doesn't test past the uh, snow float test for me, but it does pass a slow six pack test for me. I wouldn't crush six of these for sure. Away. But, um, let's get final thoughts and yeah. then we'll, uh, wrap this one up. What Willie? What, yeah. uh, yeah. What you think, Kyle? Uh, I'm going to go ahead and give it a four. Uh, I think it hits the threshold of being a, a really great beer. Um, I, I, I don't love every aspect of the label i think they could i think they could maybe spice it up a bit there are some aspects that i really like and some that i don't um the color being one of them it makes it really hard to kind of stand out in the store when it's gray um yeah uh, that that kind of stinks um beer is great um i think one i think this is one of those transit kind of like halvesies between a porter stout area where i feel like if i really wanted a stout but didn't want to be really bogged down by drinking a really thick stout, I would definitely drink this all day. Yeah. How about you? So four. Um, so for me, I'm going with a 3.5. Um, couple things. So I'll start with the the good, which is sure. the fact that I really do love, I actually have decided I, I like the label design. You know, it's, it's very simplistic, but yet a lot of information in terms of just, it's got the, it's got, you know, just the essential information on it, which is kind of nice. It's yep. not overly cluttered. I also like just the kind of um, editorialness of it. Man, I'm making sure. up words left and right, I feel like, today. Um, editorialness of it all. Um, I don't like the label for the fact that the color, because even looking at untapped right now, I remember I thought it was brown and in, in poor lighting. This looks like brown. This would look really good if this were like on a barrel-aged beer. Yeah, then they put out like brown on a barrel aged beer label. It always looks good to me because yep. people don't even like tend to notice that it may be like a poop brown color or something like that. So um, it, it's a weird color scheme that they went with on this one. So yeah, there's a little bit of points there. But yeah. Also, <laughs> I, I just realized that it is like a gray brown. Oh, is sure. it? Okay, yeah. so I'm not completely. I, I was like yeah. sitting there, and it, that's kind of what it looks to me. But you're right. And when I hold it in certain light, I definitely you're right. I do see it's just like it's that it's that like dark cobalt not cobalt it's that dark um slate gray kind yeah of, that has a little touch of rock brown in it but the beer itself is um i i don't i'm not gonna assume we didn't get like their 
best foot forward with it, but I feel like that maybe they've done better versions of this. I feel like this one got a little bit oxidized in the the bottle, which sure. unfortunately you do run the risk in bottles a lot of times is that um, they just, you know, if they don't seal 100%, you lose a little bit. You don't lose that much. You just lose a little bit. And I feel like that's a little bit where that astringency comes from. Like some comes from the coffee, some comes from the beer itself. So yeah. it's just losing a little bit on flavor. Nothing about it is like really sticking out to me. I mean, their, their descriptions are fantastic. They even say it's got a caramel like sweetness on untapped but yeah. um like i said it's just it's it's a stout yeah it's not worthy of the of the that 4.0 mark um i'll give it the 3.5 because it's a solid beer like i said i would definitely pick up a six pack especially you know if i were wisconsin because i'd be attracted to the label honestly too yeah and the style so good beer um overall though cheers to wet willy and uh or, sorry pigeon river and wet willy cheers cheers Chris, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna pop open another one. I in the in the break quick, I just had a peanut butter and banana sandwich. Um mm. and I and I figured That's I would good. we would we would roll right into this next beer. Uh interesting. Which, which is fat Elvis. I have not eaten yet, but I, I get some I think I get some uh some Mama Marina food tonight because oh, nice. uh, Karina went and dropped off the dogs. Nice. To uh, so we're also dog free. If you hadn't noticed tonight, there's no nice. dog. Nice. Yeah, in the yeah, yeah. But anyway, so what are we gonna roll into right now, Kyle? We're we're rolling into a beer called Fat Elvis, which is why I brought up the Ooh. peanut butter banana sandwich reference. Ah. That was his favorite. Um, got it. But this is from Central Waters Brewing Co. Uh, they're out of Amherst, Wisconsin, which is just uh just east of Stevens Point. Um, kind of almost dead center of the state. Okay. Yeah. So we are working. You said I think we're working our way the down pre, the state. Show. We're working our way down the state. Yeah. Got it. Can't wait to see where we go next. Yeah. Um, even though I know I don't actually know where they are, so we'll wait till that one. So, yeah. so Fat Elvis. Let's go and crack into it. This one I'm super. I love the name. First of all, this just yeah. I hadn't actually thought about it until now. I yeah. I knew we had this beer, but anyway, it didn't go everywhere, which is always good. <laughs> Did it go everywhere on your end? No, we're we're good. No, normally it does though. So, Kyle, as we're pouring this, um, yeah, I said I was going to, yeah, I'm, I'm actually going to do a unique thing because these two next beers we're doing are a little bit heavier. Yeah. I'm going to pull a little bit of an audible. I am, I am drinking this one out of the variant glass. Sure. But for the next one, I'm not going to. I'm actually going to switch two glasses because I'm not going to finish this all the way. I'm actually going to yeah. circle back around to this beer. Look I'm going to drink some now while it's cold. Circle back around when it's had a chance to warm up because yeah. this, this is a heavier one. What is the ABV on this one? This is 10 and a half. 10 okay. and a half percent. Yeah. So it's so like not the strongest one we've ever had, but anything Correct. above like nine or so, I feel like is warrants letting it maybe warm up and see how it tastes once it's had a chance to kind of get closer to room temperature. So yeah. anyway, but anyway, before we get to that, how's it look in the glass? Or- uh, really, really dark again. Um, digging the color of this one. It's almost jet black uh, foam on, on top. Uh, the head is really like uh, chocolate, like dark brown. And then on the edges is a little red. Little, little tinge of red yeah it's kind of cool it does a thing you're right where the very top of the foam is much lighter than and the bottom kind of gets it kind of gets like a toffee brown by the time you get to yeah. the bottom yeah 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 it's kind of cool yeah really nice head oh. retention too so far okay i i got a whiff of the glass as i went by oh man that smells luscious yeah um so what can yeah. you tell me about this beer before i even dive in i want to know Ooh. 
what yeah. you know about this beer because obviously it, this one so you've had central waters before yeah i have they make a they make a lot of good stuff um i was uh, i reminiscing because we had a uh, uh on campus when i was in college we had a uh like a coffee shop kind of pool house area um mm-hmm. and they used to uh do dollar beer thursdays and it was craft beer oh. too um and their mud puppy porter uh was the one of the ones that was on on special and uh i remember that remember that really well very very good beer um <laughs> you had a few uh few rough rough mornings with that beer oh yeah oh yeah um we used to start the, the night dollar, there grab a couple until they stopped the dollar beers and then go out well it's crazy for me about the dollar beers though what you're telling me is you can get a a dollar mud puppy porter or you can get a dollar um champagne of beers like it's literally yeah. like just the same yep wow same price okay yeah um more more people should have learned to love craft after that because they were literally getting the cheapest craft beer you could oh yeah and good stuff too at that um cool cool little place amherst is a really small town um like a really small i'll I'll look up the population here but um i've heard of amherst actually i've never obviously i've never i've never been to wisconsin i don't believe maybe i have i don't remember but um i have actually heard of amherst i don't know why thousand sixty nine people chris i don't know why i've heard one thousand people has it been you know i feel like a lot of movies in like the 80s featured like midwest you know midwestern yeah states. did anything happen did it was anything featured in Amherst? was there was any like murder horror movie like in Amherst? i don't know i just feel like i don't think so, so. um okay because I'm, I'm trying to of, think of like, what great outdoors referenced as far as hold on uh there's an amherst new york i believe and that might be the one i'm confusing it with well i'm so smart i promise <laughs> um well yeah what'd you find out i was just gonna i was just gonna tell you my two cents on the aroma because the aroma is fantastic it, it li- you this thing smells super sweet which mm-hmm. you were telling me so i it actually says it on the can but it says this is the backbone of their barrel aging program so mm-hmm. um so this is literally like a base beer that they use for a lot of their barrel aging is what it sounds like. So. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is like the base formula that they they barrel age all of their, their stuff off of in different barrels, different lengths, add adjuncts, all that kind of stuff. Have you ever had any of their barrel aged? Um, I haven't had any of their okay. barrel aged um, at all. Uh, I, it, and it could be relatively new program compared to when I was there. Um because you remember, I, I've been almost eight years removed from being being in that area, so it's been been quite a while yeah. since I would have uh, had some of their stuff. But um, yeah, cool. You're starting cool to sound like you're from the south now, so I know, right? <laughs> I'm not. I'm not going to start saying and, y'all. And it'll be complete. Yeah, <laughs> just doesn't sound. And right. Say peak. Say pecan instead of pecan. And pecan. <laughs> I don't even say pecan. I say pecan. I think most of the time depends yeah. on when you catch me. Yeah, so this one, it, the aroma is like really sweet. Um, I need to go back in. But what what on the aroma did you get? Pick up anything? Maybe some some, fla- some true flavor profiles other than sweet. No, it comes across really sweet, um, almost like a milk stout does. Uh, typically, like traditionally, um, it, it does. I feel like caramel. Yeah, caramel is one. Another one. I was trying to think like what it was. Yeah, like it wasn't chocolate or something. It, it like I said, it was a very like that's that's the type of sweetness I got on like a fluffy caramel, like maybe like a little marshmallow. Yeah, like something. when you're um, yeah, car- caramel would be it because it's right when you're turning uh, sugar, uh, kind of caramelizing mm-hmm. it down and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, that's uh, it's definitely what it smells like for sure. What do you get on yeah. taste, Chris? Because I saw you just take a sip, so oh, yeah. you know I gotta get uh, your reaction so here. It, it that's so good. It tastes like it. 
it smells, which I love it when beers do that. Yeah, <laughs> I love it when you when the when the the taste the, the first sip you get is it tastes very much like the aroma you got on it. Yeah, and yeah, no, it's so yeah. I'm I'm gonna first say that caramel's there. I feel like the caramel like mm-hmm. flavor. I was trying to see if there was any type of like coffee or chocolate because it's so that's those are two like the I call them cop out flavors when it comes to stouts like chocolate and coffee. Anyone can really do that. It's when you start adding things like maple and blueberry and orange and like weird flavors. That's where you really start like getting crazy with stouts. But um, caramel's the first one I get. Yeah. Um, oh, God, it's so sweet. I like it, it. it. It's funny you say that. I just pull up. It, I always have like their their beer listing pulled up. Uh, the best part is it's it's dripping huh. with chocolate and caramel uh, wow. with enough roast and hot bitterness to balance itself out. Um, yeah, that's mm. it's pretty accurate. Um, so and this this actually listed at ten point eight um, percent here on what? their website, what even though it's ten point five. So the first one I would I noticed that Pigeon River, um, they mentioned on their website what Willie was five point nine. Actually, that's not true. Untapped said five point nine, but the can said six percent. Yeah. Now this one, you're right, is saying ten point eight, whereas the can is telling us ten point five. Mm-hmm. So. Which tells me maybe that's just because they were trying to pack so much sugar into it, or I say sugar, but you know sweetness into it. Yeah, that they actually overshot their their um, levels a little bit. Which with a beer like this is not the end of the world if you go over. It's just like cool. Just you can't relabel the cans per se, but you can at least be like, yep, this is actually ten point eight. Yeah, <laughs> so, for sure. Um, there's a lot of cool information on their site. Looks like. Yeah, yeah. Um, they list out some some pairings as well. And Chris, if you look at this, uh, they're all cheeses. They're all cheeses. They're all cheeses. Uh, aged sheep cheeses, blue cheeses, and cheddar. Well, I feel like cheddar is going to be on every single beer. In of Wisconsin's, course, like list. Of course, oh, I need some cheese curds. By the way, Kyle, we need to. Oh, we need to make that. I need to make that happen. I need to find yeah. a place to order them from up yeah. there and get them. Shipped I, I got to you. Me. But anyway, I got you. Um, the blue cheese is kind of interesting. I feel like the blue cheese it probably cuts the sweetness in this beer a good bit. That's why yeah. they they say that. So I don't know a whole bunch about sheep cheese. I don't either. With you. But I'm assuming oh, look. any oh, fine beers go. that go well with sheep cheese. <laughs> I feel like any aged cheese is typically going to be like a sharper, bitier, tangier flavor. And so mm-hmm. I guess that makes sense that it kind of goes with these vanilla bean stout. Yeah, I was just looking at some of their other beers, beers as well. Vanilla bean mm-hmm. stout, uh, wood and barrel aged, which sounds really delicious. So have you have you actually been to the Central Waters location? I like have. Uh, it's like okay. it was like ten minutes from the campus, so we were you know fifteen okay. minutes from the campus, so you know we had to had to head over there. Um, they have nice. a, a really cool tap room. Um, it's relatively relatively small for the most part. Um, Chris is seeing a picture here. Uh, let me blow that up Are for you, you Chris. Picture? Um, it, it's, it's a good looking brewery. Yeah. Um, pretty decent bar, probably 15, 16 seats or so at it, some merch. Um, and then the tanks are right there, uh, which is, I which will, is always cool. I will say, I'll describe this brewery the same way that Karina describes every brewery we go to. It looks like every other brewery we've ever been to, but <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. And to that end, she, she's still saying that she's going to open a brewery that does not look like a brewery, but has the best brewery you've ever had. So, yeah. you know, like I said, it's a, it's a bold technique and I like it, but. There's just kind of have to look like breweries because you know your clientele for sure. Um, there's a few things I want to point out in this picture, Chris. Uh, just <laughs> on, on listeners, yeah, go to go to centralwaters.com/taproom and you'll see the picture I'm talking about. Um, there's a lady in the right corner with a cowboy hat on. Just find that really funny. 
Um, there's a man with a Shell gas station uh, jacket on. Or, uh, Did Shell up. pay for this? I wonder if Shell paid for this product placement. And, yeah, and it's then, like forefront, too. And then, of course, you got the Badger c- cooler. Somebody brought a yep. soft-sided Badger cooler to the brewery. Perfect. To be honest, probably with their lunch. So yeah. probably they're, you know, Either their they're, lunch uh, or they're, they're taking beers home. Who knows? It looks like his wife packed his lunch for him that day because he was going to the brewery for a while for four hours or so. And and, she, and hey, you know what? He also pulled out that peanut butter and banana sandwich. Yeah, he did. And he was his his wife was like, Johnny, I packed your lunch for you. <laughs> yeah. Anyways. Is that how it went? Um, hey, by the way, I don't know why this just this. Um, I don't know why this just crossed my mind. But mm-hmm. did, you, did you see that when Aaron Rodgers referenced sitting in the back of the. Uh, sure. Yeah. Um, he he referenced it on Twitter. He what's the, what's the phrase that oh, I'm gonna give Charlie a shout out there. You betcha. But the no, not you betcha. But there's one of those Wisconsin phrases that we always say. We joke about. It. It's been a while, clearly. But he in in the tweet where Aaron Rodgers he um he was basically confirming that yep that was me in the back of the truck or whatever. He uh he said something wrong, and I and I was like it, it, I say wrong. It just isn't the way like the phrase I've always heard sure. you say it, but. We'll look that up and we'll get back to you, yeah. listeners. We won't keep you hanging, I promise. But I just thought it was kind of ironic that I was like, Ugh. it kind of bugged me them. Like, he said it wrong. I'm like, you've it been w- in Green Bay long enough. It wasn't six huh. uh, six and one, half dozen and another, was it? Horse and No, piece. it wasn't that one. No, it's it's just more of a common phrase. But I love it because he's definitely becoming a Wisconsin man. Obviously, he is a Wisconsin man, oh, yeah. even though he's not from Wisconsin. Like, he's he really is. He, I will I will give Aaron Rodgers this. I mean, I, I'm... I'm neither here nor there with him. He's like middle of the road for me in terms of like how I feel about him. Like he's not, he's not Tom Brady. He's not Drew Brees. He's not these types of guys where I'm just like, F you. Like Aaron <laughs> Rodgers, just one of those, like I, I got mad respect because he's a really good quarterback. And I love the fact that he basically did exactly what he should have following in Brett Favre's shoes, basically being like, cool, become the new, you know, face and icon of the green bay packers and so yeah i don't know i feel like he, he's a great quarterback for you guys but that when he when he said this phrase wrong i was just like oh, I was uh like, it, how you doing keep it moving keep, yes keep it moving and i was like wait a minute for it's some reason keeper. the way he, yeah i was like keep her moving i was like hold on he said keep it moving i was like i got what he was trying to say which is awesome first of all kyle thank yeah. you for that yeah yeah, yeah. but i was like ah you kind of said it wrong i feel like but he should know better is what i'm saying there he we should. go that's ultimately all i'm saying he should but anyways beside the he also should know better than to drink bud light when very in wisconsin very true also the even ca- i know better. the case was not opened so we don't know whether or not he would drink it he was drinking true it, so it Maybe was, there was like a sealed. Bears fan down the street or something. He was going to the Bears fan. He was going to throw the case, <laughs> shot, put the case of beer at him, hit him right in the face with it. Uh, anyway, sorry, Central Waters. Anyways, this, this should have been more about Fat Elvis. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, no, the flavor, I think that, like I said, seems like we got the description spot on. I know I didn't really let you give me your yeah. full on rundown of the oh, flavor. No. But so, Same. yeah, so I mean, we can talk about the can design a little bit because I feel like there's a lot to talk about there, too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Why don't you go ahead Which, and describe it, Chris? I, I always end up just describing. I mean, this. I'm just gonna go ahead and say the first thing that comes to mind, which is Cracker Jack box. Yeah, sure. Um, interesting. I will say this: really interesting um, combo of colors. There's three colors presented on this can. There's black, which you kind of need black. Well, white, of course, as well. Mm-hmm. Actually, I don't even know if white really is on this can, other yeah, than like, in the barcode. Yeah, yeah, no, there's not. There's only there's literally whites in the barcodes. So never mind. There's three yeah. colors on this. It's black, which is used like an outline color for. Central Waters Brewing, their logo, mm-hmm. and the name of the beer, but also it's it's 
basically diagonal lines, red, and I'll describe it as it's it's like a gold, but with gold without the shimmer. It's obviously like a a, a tan gold. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, I, I would even almost put like it that. potentially in a mustard category of some sort, but yeah, it's like a, a weird a color profile mustard. for sure. Yeah. Like. I mean, I'll just go and give you my rating on can design because literally, I'd love the can design. Just, these colors shouldn't work together, but they somehow work with this can. Yeah. So I, I don't know what it is. I think the black kind of breaks breaks everything up here and just kind of it makes it look, you know, um, cohesive and put together. Mm -hmm. Whereas the Fat Elvis, the logo right in the middle, you can see it. It's like a kind of like an old school '50s '60s font type yep. of thing. Um, so they kind of match the the vision that's going to come to a lot of people's mind in terms of when they think of Elvis. Mm -hmm. I don't necessarily get the reference other than like fat Elvis not, reminds me of fat Albert, but <laughs> fat um, Albert. Yeah. I like the central waters brewing logo. It, it's very nondescript. It's nothing like special about it, but it, I do. The fonts kind of, kind of, it kind of yeah. reminds me of like a Spider-Man, a Gotham city type font. Yeah. Um, the daily bugle. And I, and I will say their typical logo that they do for their label design is like a, like a uh, uh, here. Let me. I can't think of the. Is this different? The, the I board. didn't realize this was different. This okay. is this is a cool. se the a seasonal. Um, so it's okay. It's not exactly well, hear the same. Hear me tap 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 in the background as I'm gonna look this. Up. Um, because I, I have it up on screen too. If you wanted to just. Oh, look at that. Um, but yeah, it's like a like a swan, not a swan. Uh, a crane. Okay. A crane. Um, a crane. Crane We're bird with all sorts of birds tonight. Yeah, and then uh, for the different beers, they just do the same design but different colors for the labels, um, depending well, on the okay. beer. So um, is this kind of like what goes on the can usually? Yeah, this is this is their year-round uh, beers, and then they have obviously seasonal and, and some of the specialty release ones as well, um, which they get a little bit different label treatment. But their, their typical um, label design is that color with the crane kind of standing in a, in a lake with, you know, some scenery in the background. Okay. Yeah. yeah, that one definitely is much different. It's more of like a serene kind of setting. What is uh this beer? Is this, this is not a year round, obviously. No. Um, it is a seasonal. Oh, there we go. Seasonal. Okay. Yeah. Which makes sense because then they do kind of some of the different variations. Looking at these beers that they do, by the way, these look fantastic. Like this is I I love a good variance in beer. I mean, it, I don't see necessarily a sour program, but maybe I'm just missing. It. Um, there was a sour when I was here. There's a sour ale. See some peach blini that goes looks like yep. yeah, hope is bringing sour strawberry sour. guava. Okay, so they sour. do have some. Yep. Yeah, I'll be honest. These beers look fantastic. Like they're this um this how long have they been around? They've Roughly been around for a while. I, I couldn't quite find some of their information uh as far as when they started and all that kind of stuff on their on their I love putting uh, you on website. the spot and asking you like um by the way it so for for what it's worth, they're advertising on the front of their website right now homepage anniversary beer which is called 23 okay so if i had to guess they've been up they've been around for a while yeah yeah um yeah so if i it's yeah they're celebrating their 24th year of business in 2022 that's awesome so there we go so no and, and i'll be honest the beer list looks to reflect it like it, it looks like they've been they've been doing this for a while it looks like they're making some really good crap beer I'm honestly just going to say this. Like, yeah, I would love to go to this brewery. I would just love to to try some of these other things they have because they got some cool variants that look like they're not crazy out there. They're not like forced. They're not um, you like they're, the, they're kind of the natural variants that I always like to see, which is like flavor profiles that go together that don't seem like you they just like force it into the can with the beer. Yeah, like it just seems like it, it works. Yeah, so, for sure. 
Um, and one one other thing too, shout out to my boy Tyler up in up in Wisconsin. This is one of his favorite uh, breweries, and also he's the one that kind of gave me the heads up on Fed Alvis and told me to pick up some okay. because uh, he, he thought it was so good. So and Jesse too up in up in Wisconsin, he he also okay. loves Fat Alvis. So shout out, they gonna they gonna come down this way at any point in time? Uh, yeah, Jesse I'm gonna put actually. Them on this- is coming down in March. Um, okay. For their spring break, their teachers. I'm gonna put so. them both on the spot because I don't think I've met Tyler either. No, but no, you haven't. Yeah, I was gonna say I'm gonna put them both on the spot. Everyone needs to. Uh, okay, teacher, I guess. Yeah, you can't always come down this way, but right. <laughs> you have certain times of the year that may, that work a little bit better. For, for sure. You, but, for sure. Uh, Chris, and also, there's that whole stupid COVID thing going on. Yeah, so. for sure. Um, Chris, final thoughts on on Fat Elvis from Central Waters. So, so Fat Elvis, did you tell me price point, by the way? The um, I, this I was to... a four pack and it was either $10.99 or $11.99. Okay. Which nor- which honestly is really good for, for yeah. a high ABV beer. Um, I'm really impressed. I'm going to give it a 4.5. Like I said, I, 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 there's not much bad I have to say. Um, there's a few just minor things in like the low, like the label design, you know, the, the, the labels a little bit. I don't know what they could have done better. It's just something I don't love the font they use for Fat Elvis and Imperial Stout. So little I'm nitpicking at little things at this point in time. Yeah. Um, and also like I mean I just distribution. I'll give hit them on distribution. Like they've they've been around for 24 years. Like I don't want to say get your act together because that you got your act together. You don't need me to tell you that. But yeah. like, get out. Like there's you got some good beer it seems like here. And I'm just judging that based on one can. But like. Yeah, get outside the state. You know, bring this, bring this down south because I think that we've got some great craft beer drinkers that would love to to try some of what you got. And so, four point five, great beer. I yeah. don't have much other than that. Yeah, I'm gonna go um, four seven five, Chris. This is one of my favorite imperial stouts that I've had ever, and I just had it in December for the first time. Um, it, it it is super good, uh, really sweet, but really balanced, not overly mm-hmm. sweet. Um, as you're drinking it, kind of as a sipper, yeah. it 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 tends to kind of like mellow out a little bit too so uh yeah. from the sweetness but yeah 475 ironically enough you're right my if you look at like how we do these ratings unofficially like they're based on flavor a bunch of different elements but you're right for me flavor is spot on like it's like a five yeah the only reason i even bring it down a notch is things that are i don't want to say out of their control but label design you know a little yeah. bit of the label design and distribution which i'm like so really that's really the only probably thing that set us apart is the the fact that like i'm just saying hey because you don't distribute in the South yet, like that's the only reason I'm knocking. Um, <laughs> no, this is this yeah. is fantastic. So literally, um, cheers! I'll, I'll let you cheers this one. I'll let you. Yeah, start. cheers to uh, Central Waters Brewing Co. and Fat Elvis. So we are on to our final beer, which we keep getting heavier and heavier this episode. Mm-hmm. We went from 6.0 to 5. or 10.5 on that last one. So um, obviously we've got another great Wisconsin style though in front of us. Yeah. Um, this one, I'm, it, it seems it's another new brewery, uh, G5 Brewing Company. Yep. What do we know about G5, Kyle? Uh, what do I, you know? Because I know I, nothing about any of these, honestly. Yeah, I know very little about this. It started, I believe, in 2019. They were still doing construction and finishing up in 2019. So they've only been around for, you know, okay. a year and a half or two years now, um, depending on when they when they officially open doors. Um, but they're down in Beloit, which is like right at the right at the uh, 
Illinois, Wisconsin border, but in the center of the state. So we went from kind of uh, center of the state up by Green Bay, center of the state in the middle of the state, and then all the way down to the center of the state at the bottom. Um, Which, if you're tracking on your hand, listeners, if you turn and look at your hand, like Wisconsin is, this yep. is at the bottom of the main the main um, where your hand, crease that runs down the middle of your, your palm. Yeah, it's right at the base of it. Yeah, you, the, where your hand meets your wrist, Chris. Yes, this is basically you're exactly where the hand that the hand that big hand crease meets the wrist crease. Yep, for sure. So, um, um, I just I like that they put that on the can. By the way, though, they put the, obviously the picture of Wisconsin and kind of the star to show you where it is. Yep. that's always kind of a cool thing that breweries do. Yep, so. and this is uh, tastes like midnight. Uh, tastes like midnight. Their imperial stout with chocolate chip cookies. Yeah. I'm excited about the chocolate chip cookies piece, and I I got some questions after we open it, but let's go yeah. and open it, and get into it. I'm always scared of it. I've got a keyboard right below me, I'm, and so I'm scared I'm gonna like spill it all over my keyboard. Oh no! Yeah. The, so is so this beer, and do you happen? So have you had this beer before? I have not. Okay. Do you know if this is the base? Because I was looking on Untapped to just kind of do some planning, um, for our tap for our beer list, and I could not tell for the love of me if this if this was the base beer and it just happens to be with chocolate chip cookies, or if this was a variant. Do I you know the answer to that question. I do. Um, so on their, let me let me pull it up here quick. Uh, it is one of their. Uh, it is a variant of their Taste Like Midnight series. Um, okay. So their Taste Like Midnight is their regular base stout, and then they did Taste Like Midnight with chocolate chip cookies. Um, and I think that they've had maybe other variants, or they're yeah. planning to have other variants. So okay. Good to know. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I mean, obviously the way they put it on the can kind of makes it look like it is a, like a variant of that base beer. Yep. But it's just always hard to tell sometimes if, if it could just be the regular profile on this beer. You never know. Yeah. Which I wonder if this, what type of co- chocolate chip cookie they're using. Are we talking like chips ahoy or are we talking like homemade chocolate chip cookies? Yeah. I don't, I don't know. That, that would be a, it's a big deal. That would be a good question. Um, it, and it doesn't say on their, uh, on their, description of it as well either maybe from the flavor we'll taste in a little bit we'll know um i will say in the glass is super dark yes it's looked it all three of these beers tonight really looked very similar in my opinion yeah yeah um, they did and and even the, from the fact that this one i'm looking at the head retention on it again poor lighting you've got much better lighting i can tell um but on my end it's it's like a light it's almost like a cream colored foam right at the top and then kind of fades to a darker foam kind of near the bottom yep so the reverse of Fat Elvis almost. Where yeah. It was darker on top and faded to a little bit of light. Yeah, which is kind of interesting. So, But I love you're twirling it in the glass. Thank you right now. You're kind of tipping it back and forth, which is good. You can kind of really see that, that foam running down the glass. I can't. Unfortunately, I actually transferred to a slightly smaller glass to do this one. It's my only other clean goblet. Come I on, have, Chris. Which is the Red Brick Brewing Company. Uh, mm. 23rd anniversary glass, which is a little 10-ounce mm. glass. And so I was not able to pour the full 12-ounce can. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I unfortunately can't do a big swirl, but anyway. yeah, right, right before mm. they, uh, changed their name, by the way. Yes. Right before. I think you're right. This might actually be the last, yeah, I think so. um, giveaway glass they did for an anniversary. So yeah, the aroma, yeah. You, get, you get a little, uh, little booze, uh, in that aroma, which you didn't get in the fat Elvis at all. Fat Elvis came across very sweet in the aroma. Um, you immediately got some of that caramel notes. This one, 
I don't want to say it's not sweet. It's definitely t- smells sweeter than Wet Willie was, but it is. You're right. There's there's a little bit more booze. I feel like in this one mm-hmm. for sure, and and uh, maybe even a a little bit of hop, but not like too much yeah. where I'd where I'd really know what what was Which, going on. It's on the can. Actually. It is I think. thirty IBUs. Gonna... Thirty IBUs. And we're twelve percent alcohol in this one, by the way. And uh, some information as well. We'll talk about it when we when we get to the can, Chris, because I want to talk about flavor because I've yet to take a sip. Oh, I, I just took a sip. So, Ooh. yeah, that booze comes through on this one a little bit more for sure. Um, mm. So it's it's funny because sometimes we do actually. Ironically mm. enough, I think that the heavy hitter that we some of the heavy hitters we have planned for this season aren't yep. even as strong as this one, which is interesting. So, yeah. um, which that's just to go to say, like it heavy hitters all also. But you have to remember, heavy hitters doesn't always mean heavy beer. That sometimes yeah. does just mean just heavy flavor profile, heavy, heavy something. And yeah. so, um, but yeah, this one, the booze kind of hits you at yeah. first. At least that's one of the first flavors I get. It's also super cold right now. Um, I'm going to let this one warm up a little bit and just kind of circle back around before we before we sign off for the night, obviously. But this one's boozy at first, but I get definitely get some of the sweetness. Yeah, and I just did the mouthwash test, Chris, which we have not mm. done on the other two. This yeah. season, we haven't done this yet. Yeah, uh, the first one, first mouthwash test of the season, like it. Um, yeah, it is. It is really sweet. Um, I don't know that I like pick up chocolate chip cookie. Um, I do get a lot of chocolate, um, and like a nice, like almost like when you have like a fresh chocolate chip cookie, and you can kind of taste the sugar and the salt and like all the different aspects of the cookie. I kind of get that aspect going on, but not necessarily mm-hmm. chocolate chip cookie. You make a good point with the salt because that's something people always tend to miss, and that is a major important as a critical uh, element of a chocolate chip. It cookie, is, by the way, is getting the right. You got to have a little bit of pinch of salt in there just to kind of break that sweetness up a little bit. Yep. Um. Yeah. Definitely get a lot of chocolate. That's, which is probably the intent of the beer. Yeah. Um. You definitely want to get that. I think when you tell me you put chocolate chip cookies in something, I'm going to expect to taste chocolate. A little bit of like a vanilla, kind of like a, a little bit of breadiness. Mm-hmm. Um, these are kind of the expectations I have. A little bit of like maybe a caramel, a little bit of caramel sweetness that you get yep. from like the. Obviously, when you cook cookies, they're or bake cookies. You don't cook them. There's sugar in them, so naturally, when you cook them in the oven, they do caramelize a little bit. So therefore, yep. you expect a little bit of caramel flavor coming through as well. Um, God, the booze keeps hitting me, and I think a lot of that's just because literally it's it's so cold in the glass still, like it hasn't yeah. had a chance to really warm up yet. Yeah, but and that's not a bad thing. It's just it's I'm definitely getting a lot of the chocolate, which I think chocolate chip cookie you need to get a lot of that for sure. Yeah, and I would say that the booze flavor isn't a alcohol flavor. It is just more True. of a um you you can you can taste that this is a very high or higher yeah. ABV than the other two. The other two hid well. Fat Elvis hid their ABV very well in their balance of the beer. This reminds me of like a barrel aged beer without the barrel aged flavor. Yeah, there you in go. In a way, yeah. the The booziness of it kind of reminds me of something you'd pick up when you barrel aged something. Yeah, but and, I just don't get the oakiness. Uh, one one interesting thing I want to throw out as well while we're talking about the boozy and ABV of this, Chris, is that the original Taste Like Midnight was an eleven percent stout. And the chocolate chip cookie variant is a twelve percent, so you, you're gaining mm. a little bit there. And it, maybe that's from the the cookies, depending on how they added those, whether it was components of cookies or actual cookies. Um, yeah. So 
So, first of all, do we know what other variants they did for this beer? I was going to look on Untapped. No, this is. Uh, I'm I'm on, I'm on their website, and it only lists those two as uh, the only two that exist um, right now. Oh man! Um, but there may be more. There's seven. Ooh. Yeah, there's there's seven listed on. Um, well, oh, nice. On, let me. I didn't log in, of course, but the one that intrigues me the most is the. Um, and I'm going to log in here in a second to get the full list, but tastes like midnight bourbon aged maple syrup Ooh, chris is a maple guy so yeah i was gonna say which by the way i was going through my cellar or yeah i was going through my cellar and realized exactly how many variants of like um maple a you know barrel barrel aged maple beers just different variants of maple i have it's ridiculous we need to have a maple episode maybe here in the future we'll see um they they do have a cocoa and vanilla one as well chris which i know you're a fan of the vanilla yeah I, I, I do see the cocoa and vanilla. Um, are you looking at the list on Untapped right now? I am, yeah. Okay, good. I can only see five. I only see the the variant, the regular variant, the chocolate chip cookies, the bourbon barrel aged maple syrup, the cocoa and vanilla, and eighteen month aged. What what are the other two? Um, are so there's even? so there's eighteen uh eighteen month barrel aged bourbon, eighteen month barrel aged rye, bourbon blend, and then eighteen month okay. barrel aged rye. Ah, so those probably are very similar. So they've barrel aged a few times. Well, I mean, honestly, it is the type of beer you want to barrel age because I mean, you want to yep. you want to see what happens with flavor. I feel like it only gets boozier with the, some of the. I mean, if you look at some of the um, the ABVs actually now that I'm looking at this on some of the barrel aged ones, they are a little bit higher, fourteen percent on the eighteen. Yeah, month. fourteen. Yeah. So, yeah, no, v- really good flavor profile. The yep. only thing I'll say is that because that booziness is there, you're losing some of potentially the sweetness you're going to get from the, the cookie. Yeah. Like I want to get that chocolate so much, but it's almost like it takes a back seat to the 12%, unfortunately. Yeah. I'm hoping that maybe as it warms up, that booziness kind of subsides and we get a little True. bit more of that yeah. kind of sweetness. Um, but why don't we go ahead and talk about the can, Chris, while we're, Ooh, yes, while we're talking please. about this. Um, interesting can, full full 12 ounce wrap uh, sticker here. Um, G, uh, the the base color that they're using is like uh, a silver, which almost looks like it's the can silver, but it's actually just a printed silver. Um, you got G Five Brewing Co. at the top left, uh, top right. You have a, a crescent moon shape, which is a cookie, um, but it's supposed to be moon. You have some nice sparkles of stars, and then at the bottom you have Taste Like Midnight Imperial Stout uh, with chocolate chip cookies, uh, twelve ounce or. Yeah, 12 ounce, 12%, 30 IBUs. Yeah, and I was so yeah, I'll be completely honest with you. This this uh this logo design, I am or this this not logo, but this can design I'm loving. Yeah. From the, the the flavor or from the I cannot speak today, I swear. Um from the color they use, the mm-hmm. the purple. Like yep. the it's you're right, it's that like metallic purple as well with the silver, which I hadn't thought so much about the silver yet in this one, but um, just love kind of the faded dark um it looks like black but dark up to faded up to purple on the top of the can i love yep. that first yep. of all that element but then the um the the chocolate chip cookie moon is really interesting to me because it reminds me of children's the tonight book. show starring oh. well i was gonna say the tonight show logo yeah, for, yeah, yeah, yeah. starring jimmy fallon yep <laughs> i love how i just gave a shout out to that show and i quick pulled up just so you could see it this kind of reference to yeah kind of because i remember they've always used like the late shows always use like a a moon kind of with this kind of color profile and so this is kind of immediately where my mind goes to 
Um, but yeah, no, I really love this. And and you can read it even though theoretically, like you kind of have to like hold the can at the right angle to like really read tastes like midnight um, with chocolate chip cookies is kind of on there to the right, but it, it works like it, it. I'm okay with the negative space that they kind of created here with it. Um, and then they've got the three words. We talked about the three words that yeah. a lot of breweries are doing now. Or sorry, this is two. I thought that was three. It was actually curiosity driven and beer obsessed. Yep. If you can. Uh, I pulled up a book. It's a kid's book called If You Give a Mouse a Cookie, and it reminds me kind of of the style of cookies yes. that they do for the yeah, yeah. the cover of the book there as well. So I was I must be have a thing for chocolate chip cookies because I always wondered if those were like good homemade cookies. Yeah. Or if they were like Chips Ahoy, because yeah. first of all, I hate Chips Ahoy. Like, no, that's not no. cookies. Like, um, don't waste your time. Like, don't waste your <laughs> calories as an adult. Like, For sure. Kid, I will never give my kids Chips Ahoy because, like, no, that's no. not that's not how you need to have cookies. Like, you need to have good homemade cookies. So, um, I, I'm reading. Had you read the? Um, no, I haven't. Kind of the description. Why don't yet? you go ahead and read it, Chris? Well, and I'll read it. So it says, while pondering the universe and wondering what midnight might taste like. We made the bold leap to decide that the booze should be hidden in the shadows, which, first of all, I feel like with this one, they failed a little bit on that. Yeah. Um, and if I'm reading slow, it's because I'm having to like hold this into the light to read it just right. But um, it should have layers of chocolate, honey, caramel, brown sugar with a hint of coffee in case we aren't ready to go to bed and wait up for Santa. That's I like that little reference. Mm-hmm. We'll let you decide if this tastes like midnight but i think we can all agree this stout is befitting for the coming months i like that so that also tells me that this is probably a recently this must be one that the seasonal for them that they probably have done before and they also do it kind of in the late fall yep. leading up to christmas and then also kind of into the the cold months that we're in now yeah so uh one interesting thing i want to point out chris uh on their label design uh you know me i i always find weird interesting things that underneath the dis- the description of the beer, they have a little thing called hops, and it's and it and it has HB four seventy two, which yep. I can only believe is the hop that they used in this beer. It's an experimental hop, which, um, I actually you're right. As you were literally saying that, I already knew what you were gonna say because I hadn't noticed it until the very moment you started speaking about it. You're right. That is really cool. Um, it's hidden almost in a way that you didn't even know because that's not something in this type of beer that is like that that you really care about so much I'll say, but that's an HB 472, which is an experimental hop. I don't think they've officially given it a name yet, but I don't even know the flavor profiles of it, but a few of the breweries in the Atlanta area have actually used that one once or twice. I've seen around the, around the market, but um, so, Hey, do you know much about G5 brewing in terms of if this can design matches a lot of their others? I I don't. Um, I have their website pulled up and they don't have pictures of a lot of their, their, their beer cans on their website which i i feel like might be a a small miss there um but let me let me do one thing um let's just go g5 brewing and do a a simple google image search chris and see what we find here um could do that but no can designs labeled at all um i i have seen a few of a few of their cans in the store nothing too major they're very similar in style where they do kind of like a one color theme per can and maybe kind of fade it into a darker uh color in the bottom but um it, yeah nothing nothing uh okay nothing that i've noticed is like a theme well i mean it, i like i said i was just curious because this this beer first of all like i said can design again this is another one i'm gonna 
spoil it. I love this can design just because of the, it, it's hard to read because of the silver on darker purple, but it's, yeah, it's fantastic. Here's, well, here's a, here's a few oh. here. Um, so you can kind of just get looks, the, the idea of what really they're, good in that lighting. what they're going for. Now look at the one on the left side, which is, I believe it's a horchata white ale stout maybe, or a horchata white stout. That looks yeah. Like a stout. Yeah. It looks like that. And even honestly, the level maybe yep. something. Yeah. I can't read it, but the triple IPA, that one looks like it. So it looks like this is a base can design for them. To yeah. be honest. Yeah. The variance in this one is that it just has the word tastes above like midnight, but I'm assuming that's mostly because they couldn't fit it all in the same line. Actually, look at some of those other ones. The marshmallow, the yeah, keyboard. So it seems like, yeah, that's definitely what they're, um, this is a base can design for them. So really cool for sure. Yeah, I, I really so dig what it. Was, what was the price point on this or roughly, do you remember? Um, This one was eleven ninety nine. I picked it up at Wagner's, which is my kind of like go-to kind of mm. craft uh, craft beer spot in my hometown. Um, shout out to Wagner's. They're, they're great. Mm-hmm. Um, they sell cheese meat, deli, uh, beer, liquor. Do they sell cheese curds? They do. Uh, they sell okay. tons of stuff. Um, hey, Bonnie. Frozen pizza. Question for you. <laughs> Bonnie, um, could you send me some cheese curds, Mom. please? Um, Mom. Don't don't send meatloaf. Send cheese curds. <laughs> send send cheese curds, please. Um, yeah, uh, eleven ninety nine. Super, which is kind of why I was intrigued to pick it up in the first place because I was like four pack of twelve uh, percent stout mm-hmm. at 11.99 i'm like yeah we're gonna do this um so yeah yeah but you did that both the fat elvis and this one to be honest mm-hmm. so it, it's one of those i i mean i think it's intriguing enough the chocolate chip cookie in this one is really intriguing um i mean distribution i've i've never heard of g5 again I'm, i haven't I, either I, I say i can't <laughs> ding them i don't know enough research I, I just saw the central waters website so that's why i ding them for it but mm-hmm. Um, do you want to talk about final rating on this one for us? Yeah. Um, let's, let's go ahead and do it. I'm going to, I'm going to go, uh, three, seven, five, Chris. I think the beer is fantastic. I love the can. Um, I think the chocolate chip cookie flavor kind of fell a little flat. Um, that's where I would kind of hit it a little bit, but I, I really am enjoying the beer and as it warms up a little bit, the booziness has gone away just a, a touch, but it's still there pretty heavily. Um, yeah. Yeah, and I think distribution for for sure is is another thing, but you know, when you're small and you just start out a couple of years ago, it's hard to hard to get out there. So. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I'm not going to ding them on distribution at all because I mean, I you're right. I don't know how long they've been around. In fact, I go to their website, g5brewing.net, and it the on the front and center it says we're back. So, that tells me that uh, the website doesn't look like they've been around for too long, so you're right. I'm not going to ding them too much on distribution. For me, I'm actually going to mirror your 3.75 um the beer is really good i love imperial stouts that's it's one that i can't drink every day it's one that i can't have typically more than one can so i forgot to do it on fat elvis but as far as the snow float goes for me mm-hmm. this is the type of beer that you can do with the snow float because it will and so is fat elvis by the way Ooh, sweet yeah. stouts are like the best ones to do um yeah. because it's not going to get too watered down even if it does a little bit you're you're not hurting the beer you're really going to pull a lot of those flavor profiles out yeah in fact it might pull out some of the the chocolate a little bit more who knows yeah. like um six pack test no no Alfred, no definitely not like four packs yeah i i honestly could probably only have one of these probably yeah. the older i get i feel like the heartburn would just set in like I, who knows what it is tums. Like i'm aging myself yeah tums i need some tums but 
Um, I love the idea, love the logo, love the the can design. The booziness really throws me off on this one. Like it's just it's they should lower the ABV on this one. The twelve percent really strikes out. Like it should if I've had twelve percent beers that seemed a little bit smoother than this, so I feel like this it's, it's kind of a knock for me is that. If it's going to be 12%, it needs to be smooth. Otherwise, down to like 10%, so it doesn't seem overly boozy. Yeah. Um, yeah, so 3.75. I would love to go by G5, obviously. I'd love, I'd love to check out a lot of these Wisconsin breweries. It seems like if you're doing stuff with chocolate chips, it seems like you got some great ideas. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, with that, cheers to G5 Brewing Co. And uh, taste like midnight with chocolate chip cookies. Mm, I love chocolate chip cookies. <coughs> Ugh, terrible the hell the hell was that i'm literally you got a plastic glass over there that's not any better (laughs) (laughs) all right thank you for joining us on this episode of multi goodness remember you can stay up to date with all things multi goodness at our website multigoodness.com or on facebook at multi goodness or on Instagram at Multi Goodness Podcast. Remember, we'd love to hear from you uh, because you know we we do this show for you. So if there's things you want us to try, or uh, or beer you want us to shout out, or beer you want to send us, or breweries you want us to chat with, uh, let us know because we'd love to do that as well. Um, hit us up on our contact form or on social media. Remember, on the 20th of February, which is next week from the time that this is launching. Um, we are doing a live episode release of our beer that we brewed with Social Fox Brewing over in Norcross, uh, Georgia. Um, it's going to be an awesome time, Chris, and I'm looking forward to it because it is bourbon barrel aged, and we're yeah. also releasing a cask version. I was going to say we got well. a couple variants of the beer, which is going to be super, super cool. It's not just the base beer, which is one that you know, a beer that maybe people aren't as familiar with. But yeah. yeah, we're couple different variants yeah so uh hard, worked on very hard yeah stop uh, stop on out at social fox on the 20th and and uh, uh slap hands with us or or say hello or or just wave Elbows. from across the bar creepily I, I don't really care it's up to you um uh, but yeah as always chris any final thoughts before we wrap up this episode no but just hey because i know listeners were on edge about this i did go back and try the um the fat Elvis, by the yeah. way, a little bit. Now that's had a little bit chance to warm up in the glass. And I will say this, the booze definitely starts to rise on this one, which Ooh. doesn't typically happen. Ooh. So no, other than that, Kyle, cheers to a great episode of Wisconsin Styles. I think you brought home a fantastic lot and I'm looking forward to uh, future Wisconsin episodes yeah. for sure. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.